I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with privacy and technology attorney Janine Anthony Bowen of the law firm Baker Hostetler about privacy and security issues involving the surging use of telehealth. So Janine, back in the spring, the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights issued a notice of enforcement discretion saying that it would not impose penalties for HIPAA noncompliance against healthcare providers in connection with telehealth during COVID-19. Under the notice, OCR said that healthcare entities could use for telehealth purposes popular non-public facing applications that allow for video chats such as FaceTime, Zoom, or Skype. So even though OCR said it is easing its enforcement discretion over the use of these technologies for telehealth, that doesn't necessarily mean that security or privacy incidents won't happen or maybe possibly have happened using those tools or similar tools. So with that all said, what sorts of potential privacy and security incidents involving telehealth are you most concerned about now and looking ahead? Let me try to set the, the context for you a little bit as part of my response. So for sure you're correct with respect to these kinds of um, ability to kind of move into telehealth without necessarily having all the things buttoned up what one would normally do. But there are several things that are driving it, and that's just been exacerbated by COVID. There are growing patient care complexities. COVID has created um, growing capacity constraints in the current system. Now we have a need for a broader reach into the patient base and better healthcare access, even in this environment, which is driving even more need to better understand the patient. So this flexible service delivery model where someone can be at home in office or really someplace else on a, on a cell phone really has driven this need to think about data and information and security a little differently. More to that point, this notion of data economy, the data's role more deeply and specifically in knowing an individual patient and the patient base, the role of big data data analytics and AI to drive tactical decision-making from a provider perspective as well as a public policy perspective, and the value of patient data outside the HIPAA-regulated context. So all those things come together and create really, given the nature of the ecosystem around cloud computing, robotics, enterprise apps, AI, et cetera, create this notion of how do we create patient engagement while furthering perceptions of service value and creating trust in the security of intimate patient details. And so you get into things around technologies to create those feelings of trust with respect to patients. So things like identity verification systems, patient access, data access issues, issues that are beyond things that are just in HIPAA. There's more than the privacy role and security role in high tech. You move into other privacy regimes around data sharing in these contexts. Things like the telemarketing sales rule, things like BIPA around biometrics. Suddenly folks are collecting payments, so you have PCI issues. You have data security incidents that fall outside of the scope of HIPAA. And you have this role of these now healthcare-adjacent vendors. So that universe creates this notion of, I need a set of systems, both technological systems, and contractual systems that will drive the notions of privacy in the relationship between the healthcare vendor who may be delivering the services 
the acquirer of the services, which may be a healthcare provider, and ultimately the end user, customer, or patient. So, Janine, with that said, what should the healthcare entities that are using telehealth technologies for the care of patients be focused on in terms of potential data security and privacy issues? So let's talk about some, some technical data security considerations, because ultimately the contract is the last thing that you want to rely on. That's when all of your other methods of mitigating risk have failed you. You rely on your contract. So you see things, that very specific things like multi-factor authentication being implemented in telehealth systems. You see concerns around endpoint monitoring because now a cell phone, an iPad, a tablet, a laptop, things that are far away outside of firewalls or outside of perimeters of security become important. So protecting the endpoint where data breaches can happen at the endpoint is important. With respect to the provider itself implementing these systems, things around access and control. Uh, the least access required in order for the vendor or the provider to deliver the service in terms of the kinds of data that the, the provider will get access to for individual users of the system. Things like antivirus, personal firewalls, anti-phishing, the strategies around protecting not only the home where the, the system is residing in someone's cloud, but also those endpoints. And now we have to be concerned because all of this BYOD is in place with respect to the vendor's personnel are remote, the provider's personnel are remote, and the consumers of the technology, the patients are also remote. So a tight BYOD strategy, bring your own device strategy is important. And then we have to be concerned with things like mobile device management, the encryption strategy, even things around patch management and deployment to make sure that the latest security updates are on the systems to mitigate the potential for third-party intrusion. So those are some of the things that we would think about there. So Janine, with that said, you mentioned a number of different sort of technologies that should be applied, multi-factor authentication, so yeah. on and so forth. What should the tech companies, including the cloud-based vendors that support the use of telehealth, be addressing in terms of potential privacy and security issues and risks? So really, it's the, the opposite side of the same coin. So a vendor may be subject to some sort of vendor intake process as providers are looking to scrutinize the security systems of the vendor, and so they will be concerned with the same thing. So often the case are you get situations where the provider wants a frictionless experience, meaning we as the provider want it to be as easy as possible for the patient to make use of the technology. And so that's where you start to get pushback on things like multi-factor authentication, for example. And so you'll have the vendor saying, look, to maximize the protection of the system, we need multiple layers of authentication before we let our user in to the environment. The provider may push back on that and say, but that's gonna to create too much friction with my user and I'm going to lose opportunities because they're gonna opt out of those multiple layers of, of identification. But those same sets of things are appropriate for the vendor cons to consider as well. But then the ven vendor has to consider the risk associated with the breach because contractually, there's going to be this risk allocation. Who is going to bear the risk in the event there is a security breach? And that's generally a kind of a hard fought negotiation about where that risk resides 
but certainly the vendor has heightened considerations around minimizing its contractual risk. Now, the vendor also may want to maximize the value of the data that is now residing in its cloud. And so the data economy issues become ripe for the vendor, meaning vendor is getting access to all of this data that is being input into the system, whether it's video, audio, text, whatever the format of the data. So tons of, of information that may have value. And the vendor may want to extract value from that data in other scenarios to somehow monetize the learnings, be it at the macro level or some lower levels. So the vendor will be concerned about data ownership issues and its ability to take data and do other things with it outside of the direct nature of the relationship that it has with the provider, in addition to making sure that all those security features that we talked about are also applicable from their perspective. So both sides have the same set of issues with respect to privacy and security. It's just a matter of who wins with respect to the rigor of those systems in any particular provider-vendor situation. So Janine, besides telehealth, what other data security and privacy issues are most worrisome to you as the healthcare sector continues to deal with the COVID-19 crisis? So that's an interesting question. I think it's the non-HIPAA-related privacy issues that begin to worry me because healthcare providers are really hyper-focused on HIPAA compliance and have, for the most part, expertise and depth in that space, but have not considered other privacy regimes that may be in play. Given the nature of the data collection in a telehealth setting, certain regimes, the California Consumer Privacy Act may come into play. The Illinois Biometrics Rule may come into play. TCPA may come into play. For sure, in the healthcare space, things around interoperability and information blocking come into play. And so these additional regimes now become areas of expertise that the healthcare provider must learn or get access to resources that have that expertise because now HIPAA is not enough. In addition to the consents and the disclosures and other things that HIPAA requires, there are all these additional levels and additional vectors, if you will, of privacy considerations that the provider would have to be concerned about. So it just makes for a more robust environment of contractual and legal and regulatory risk. In addition to things like now we have a provider integrating its systems to some degree with a vendor and a lot of information changing hands. They have application programming interface issues, API issues. You have this use of plugins. You have this notion of seamless handing off of data between one provider and another in a way that is customer or patient-facing that has not been typical for the healthcare provider. So its need to transform its business and its understanding of its business to have that more technologically-centered perspective is becoming increasingly important. And finally, Janine, if there's one thing on the horizon that we should be keeping our eye on in terms of health privacy and security legal issues coming up, what's that one thing that healthcare sector entities should really be paying close attention to? Well, the interoperability rule, as you know, is coming online effective very soon. And so that's the hottest thing on the plate right now in terms of these information blocking requirements, 
and the types of data sets that are in play initially. That's the most top-of-mind consideration that we're seeing from clients at this point, followed by what's California going to do with its next round of CCPA, the next legislative regime around that particular Privacy Act, and how is that going to affect healthcare providers? So round two in California and information blocking interoperability round one coming soon. Thank you, Janine. I've been speaking to Janine Anthony Bowen. I'm Marianne Kolbisak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.